Hello, everybody, and welcome to Review of Honor. I know you, I'm sure some of you are probably shocked that a Review of Honor is up. No, I didn't decide to cancel it. It's just, you know, before I get into everything, I've just been so busy over the last several months um, that I haven't had a chance to watch um, the old Ring of Honor DVDs and do these kind of shows, but, um, you know, I'm sort of glad that I was able to fill time and get this show in, and I'm going to review it in a, in a couple of minutes, but, um, yeah, R Review of Honor is still going, and um, it's a big part of this month on SunsetFlipShow.com, and I hope you guys enjoyed today's review, because today's review is Road to the Title. Ring of Honor's fourth show. And I'm going to say right off the bat, it is a very unique, a very different show than the first three that I have reviewed here for all of you. So, without any further ado, let's jump right into Road to the Title. We start with a backstage segment with Low Key, well being low-key, when the Hit Squad talk to him and they say that this tournament is about you. It's not about AJ Styles, American Dragon, Amazing Red, and it's not about Christopher Daniels. To which Low-key looks up and Homicide tells him to get, you know, to beat that MFR, and Low-key gets pumped up and says he's going to be the champion. Now, with, the, with this tournament, it is set up in the four blocks. So, you well, you know what the blocks are, A, B, C, and D. And it's sort of a mini tournament that you get on this DVD. Because the four men that win their respective blocks will advance to the next show to challenge, or to compete, I should say, in a 60-minute Iron Man match for the Ring of Honor title. So, we kick off, we, we just go right into the action after the, um, the video package, into our first match, which is in Block C, which is the debuting Biohazard against American Dragon. Uh, now, Big Donnie B and Steve Carino are our commentators for this event, and Steve Carino says right off the bat that American Dragon is his pick. To win the whole tournament. Um, this match, you know, it's almost like, and I feel sort of bad because this is only like a five-minute match. Um, Biohazard does get some offense in, but this is basically an America Dragon match, right here, right from the get-go, and America Dragon wins with cattle mutilation. And like I said, it was like a five-minute match, so America Dragon advances into the tournament. But, as you guys will find out in future reviews of Honor, that this is not the last that we have seen of Biohazard. We then go to a match in Block A of the tournament, Paul London against Spanky. Now, it looked like to me, um, in Spanky's entrance, that he was 
it wasn't the coat that he would end up wearing in WWE when he was the Brian Kendrick, but it almost looked like it. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, oh, boy, Paul London, Spanky, this is going to be a good match. This is going to be a good match. Um, it ended up being a little decent, but, you know, we got to remember that this is Paul London and Spanky from 2002. Where these guys are today, they are a lot better from back in 2002. But this is a watchable match. Um, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, who is the trainer at the Texas Wrestling Academy, is there. Um, Paul London, you know, he, he almost beat Spanky on a couple of occasions, but not quite enough. Spanky would end up hitting Paul London with sliced bread number two, which we know is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, Spanky would get the three count and the victory. He would advance into the next round. We go back to block C, and it is the debuting Doug Williams against Jay Briscoe. Now, everybody knows Doug Williams by now. He's wrestled in TNA. He's wrestled in Noah, But this is his debut in Ring of Honor. And he's going up against Jay Briscoe. Now, this is a good match. You know, this is a this is a good match with the two, especially since this is the first time they've competed against each other. Very good chemistry. Uh, Jay Briscoe does come out in the middle of the match and, you know, makes fun of his brother. Um, but it looked like for a while, watching it, that Jay Briscoe would end up winning this match. But... Doug Williams is a little bit more experienced at this time, a little bit more older, and he ends up beating Jay Briscoe with his finishing move, the Chaos Theory, which is basically a Pat O'Connor roll into a German suplex. It's a really sweet move, and it's one of those moves that when you see it, it's like, wow, very cool. So Doug Williams gets the win, he advances, and he will face American Dragon in the Block C final. And, and I want to point out something to this. Because after that match, Steve Carino says, Doug Williams just became a main event player in Ring of Honor. I don't know about it with this first match, but when I talk about his second match, I'm going to bring that statement back up. So we now go back to block A, where it is Johnny Storm against Jody Fleisch. Two more men from England making their Ring of Honor debut. This is a good, high-flying exhibition. This is a very good match between both men. Um, they really went back and forth. They hit a lot of their high spots. It was very entertaining, very fun. And they were sort of put in the right section, the right block of the tournament with Paul Lennon and Spanky, if you consider those two as well being high flyers in the ring. Um, Jody Fleisch would end up getting the win. He advances. He face, He will face Spanky in the block A final. Now, after that match, we get um, Jerry Lynn backstage as he's getting prepared to compete, and the Christopher Street connection are talking to him. Um, 
He's eating a banana, Jerry Lynn, and he's getting freaked out by the Christopher Street connection. Nana comes in, and he's like, what the hell are you doing here? You know, I, I can't do a good Nana impression, but um, Jerry Lynn's like, help, help. He gets out of there because Christopher Street connection gets, uh, freaks out Jerry Lynn, which is sort of, it's a funny thing to watch. We then get to a, a, a quick video package of the next match, which is a match in block D of the tournament, Loki versus Prince Nana. So we go right into the match, and Prince Nana goes right on for the kill on Loki, something that nobody had done so far in Ring of Honor. Nana just took it to Loki, and he had the advantage for a long time. Um, you know, he would, you know, throw him, kick him, punch him. He would do the uh, running of the corner, hitting the butt, the butt butt to the face of Loki, and for and it looked like. Whoa, Nana's gonna beat Loki. And then the end of the match, Nana goes for the third time for that move. Loki moves out of the way. Nana's sort of a little bit dazed, not too much. Then Loki hits an Enziguri to the back of the head of Nana, which completely knocks him out cold. He knocked Nana out. Referee stopped the match. Low-key awarded the victory. And Nana was out. He was out like a light. So we go to the back again. And Jerry Lynn is picking up his headphones and listening to his music. When Xavier comes to introduce himself. And he asks Jerry Lynn, who are you listening to? Jerry Lynn is Soylent Green. And Xavier with the best replies like, Oh, where'd you get that? Walmart? No. And Jerry Lynn says the website, but I don't really remember where it was. And Xavier listens to the music, and he's like, eh, okay, thanks. So we then go into our next match, um, which is in Block D, Xavier versus Amazing Red. A very interesting pairing, considering, you know, Red is a very popular guy at this time. Xavier's a popular guy at this time. A very interesting pairing for the first round of this tournament. Um, this is a, a decent match. Can't really complain here. Xavier does a good job, I felt, in having or portraying the muscular guy with the advantage. I'm not going to say big guy because he's not really a big guy. But as far as muscular goes, he's, he really portrays that very well. Um, it's a good back-and-forth match. Amazing Red does come up with the shooting star press, a running shooting star press, pins Xavier, and Amazing Red advances into the tournament. He faces low-key in the finals of Block D. Now, after the match, Xavier goes to the back, and Christopher Daniels pulls him over, and Daniels said, or says, you are the one that I expected to beat low-key to continue in the tournament. You failed me. You're disappointed in me. And then he sees Red, and he goes, This is a big opportunity for you, kid. And Xavier goes after that, and he says, Why don't you pick on somebody your own size? Good luck dealing with low-key or Red. Ooh. 
We then get a video package of uh, Christopher Daniels being called a pedophile by Scoot Andrews, um, which obviously means that's going to be our next match. But before we get to that, in the back we see Scoot Andrews posing for pictures, you know, for the magazines. When New England Championship Wrestling promoter Sheldon Goldberg comes onto the scene, snibbity-dibbity, no, just joking, and Sheldon Goldberg introduces him to Japanese wrestler Sumi Sakai. So this is Sumi Sakai's debut in Ring of Honor. Uh, sort of a, I know it's not a big deal, but it sort of is a big deal. So he introduces Scoot and, you know, they say hi and that's it. So Christopher Daniels comes down to the ring and he cuts a very good promo where he talks about how since day one in Ring of Honor, he has been discriminated. He has been, uh, the, the Ring of Honor officials have put the cards against, they've stacked the cards against him. Um, they're basically trying to screw him over. However, he, force, he foretold or he saw in a prophecy that he would overcome and would take over Ring of Honor. And basically, this is the birth of the prophecy. And he introduces his first member of the prophecy, Simply Luscious. Sort of an interesting choice, but if you've been um, going back into your Ring of Honor DVDs, like I have, Simply Luscious, the last two shows, has, well, let's be honest, she, she hasn't been used well, you know, as far as storyline goes. So... Simply Luscious is the first member of the prophecy. Scoot Andrews comes out, and we go right into it. A quick start to this match. Um, and this is weird. Well, this is a block B match in the tournament, I should add. And it's sort of weird to say, but like the American Dragon match, this is a quick match. This is like a five-minute match that ends with Christopher Daniels hitting what will eventually be known as the BME, the best moonsault ever, onto Scoot Andrews, and Daniels advances into the tournament. Now, after this, Simply Luscious gets on the mic, says some stuff to Scoot Andrews, slaps him across the face, and she challenges him to a match. However... He has somebody in the back that will fight Simply Luscious, and it's Sumi Sakai. So we have, on our fourth show, our very first woman's match in Ring of Honor, Sumi Sakai against Simply Luscious. And here you can tell in this match where... Sumi Sakai is a very experienced female wrestler. And Simply Luscious, well, she's not quite there yet at this time. Um, you know, I mean, she's eventually going to get better. She's going to be a better wrestler. But at this time, you could tell the difference. Sumi Sakai wins this match completely. And then we go to the last match of the first round of this tournament, AJ Styles against Jerry Lynn. Now, of course, you know, this is right at about the time 
when TNA starts this time frame, June 2002. So the AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn matches are going to be seen a lot in Ring of Honor. Or not in Ring of Honor, but in TNA for the first year or so. But here, this is a good long match. Um, good back and forth match. There were times where Jerry Lynn almost had the three count. There were times where Styles almost had the three count. But at the end, AJ Styles hit the Styles Clash on Jerry Lynn to get the three count and the victory. He advances. So, to update you, and I'm going to go by block. The block A final is Spanky against Jody Flush. The Block B final is Christopher Daniels against AJ Styles. The Block C final is America Dragon against Doug Williams. And the Block D final is Loki against Amazing Red. So, instead of going to like a backstage segment where we'll probably get interviews and stuff, Dunn and Marcos are in the ring. Yeah, Dunn and Marcos are in the ring, and they proclaim themselves to be the top tag team in Ring of Honor after appearing in one match and losing to the Carnage Crew. Well, out comes the Hit Squad, and the Hit Squad beat up Dunn and Marcos, and they take them out. Then the Hit Squad talk, and they say that they're the number one team in Ring of Honor, which leads Divine Storm out. And... Chris Devine and Quiet Storm, they get on the mic. And then Quiet Storm, oh, this is a breakout moment for me in his run in Ring of Honor. Because Quiet Storm is like, you talk about how you're the hardest hitting tag team. You're the hardest hitting tag team. You're the hardest hitting tag team. You ain't shit. And that just breaks the crowd going crazy. Oh, man. And then the SAT come out, and all three teams fight each other, um, and they brawl for a little bit, which ends up with all six men, all three teams on the floor. And then the Christopher Street connection come out, and they, because this segment, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, this was really edited down to fit in the DVD. But it was done in a good way, not because this is a bad segment, but because, you know, you want to get all the action in on this segment. You know, you want the people to see um, everything that happens. So uh, the Christopher Street connection, they make out when the Natural Born Sinners come out, they beat them up. And then Boogaloo and Homicide each spank Alice in danger until the Carnage crew come out and they have hubcaps and they go after the natural born sinners and they're fighting and Boogaloo starts to bleed and then um, the Hit Squad come back into the ring and I, I think it was Loke that started to bleed and eventually the Hit Squad and the Natural Born Sinners clear the ring, and then the Hit Squad again proclaim themselves to be the top tag team in Ring of Honor, which pisses off Homicide and Boogaloo. And, 
you know, they're really upset and they're about to fight each other when Homicide and Boogaloo decide to go to the back and Low-Key is at the bottom of the steps and he's asking what's happening and Homicide's pissed off, he's going crazy and then Monster Mac and Mafia come back and Mafia's like, what's his problem? Just because he goes to Japan and he's got his big ego and they go down, they get upset and Low-Key stops the cameraman in the process of joining them and Loki says that this is family business. So we don't get to see what happens when all that is over. So very interesting story there, I thought. Now we're going to go into the block finals. So these are the four finals that will lead into I guess you could say this is like the semifinals almost. Because these four matches determine the four men that are going to compete for the Ring of Honor title on the next show. So we start with the Block A final. Spanky against Jody Fleisch. Again, I'm going to tell you, I was a little surprised at how short this match was. This was another five-minute match. Um, but this was a good five-minute match. And at one point, Jody Fleisch hits an acai moonsault onto Spanky on the outside. And Jody Fleisch hits it. He hits this moonsault so high, so far, that when he goes down, he bends the top of the barricade near the front row. And he bent that up. Oh, man. It, it looked bad. I mean, the, the move was good. He hit it good. But it, the way that it was just bent and messed up was bad. But um, eventually they get back into the ring. Spanky does hit sliced bread number two on the Jody Fleisch. He gets the three count. Spanky advances to the finals. He wins the Block A tournament. He is the first man in to the 60-minute Iron Man Challenge. Then we go to the Block C final, which is American Dragon against Doug Williams. Now, remember when I said earlier in this podcast, in this review, that Steve Carino said that Doug Williams just became a main event player in Ring of Honor from his match with Jay Briscoe. With all due respect to Steve Carino, and he, and like I said, this is 2002 and we're into 2014, but Steve Carino was a very smart man in wrestling. But with all due respect to Steve Carino, I don't think the match with Jay Briscoe made him a main event player in Ring of Honor. It's this match with the American Dragon that makes him a main event player in Ring of Honor. This, if you are a fan of technical wrestling, if you are a fan of men like Dory Funk Jr., Jack Briscoe, you know, Kurt Angle, just to name a couple guys that, you know, are big into technical wrestling, this is a very good match to watch. Um, 
because it's a lot of different, you know, you get a little bit of the European, you get a little bit of the American. This is just a very good match. And at one point, um, both men, they each got a leg lock on the other. <clears throat> and they roll out to the floor and they're still on each other. And they get back up. And then Dragon is actually the first one back into the ring. He tries to suplex Williams back into the ring. But Williams ends up suplexing Dragon out onto the floor. A very good spot. Then, a couple minutes later, uh, Doug Williams goes for the Chaos Theory. He hits the Chaos Theory on American Dragon, but Dragon kicked out at two, which shocked Doug Williams, because I don't believe at that point in time anybody had kicked out of that. So it's a good back-and-forth match for a couple more minutes, and then Doug Williams hits this DDT. It was like a I think they said it was like an Ocean Cyclone DDT. It was like a pickup DDT on an America Dragon. Williams gets the three count and the win. And Doug Williams advances to the finals of the tournament. He beats American Dragon. But like I said, it was a very good match if you are a fan of technical wrestling. Then we go to the Block D final. Low-key and Amazing Red. My, oh my, what a match this is. And it starts off with, for those of you who have never heard of this, it's become known in Ring of Honor circles as the Matrix Minute. What it is, Amazing Red slaps Low-key across the face, they get a little bit physical, and then Loki tries to hit Amazing Red, but Red moves back and forth, back and forth, sort of like Muhammad Ali. Loki kicks Lo or Red. He tries to stomp on Red. Red moves out of the way. Loki tries it again. Red moves out of the way. And it's just so much to describe. You guys have to see it to believe it. It is such an amazing beginning, which gets Steve Carino to yell out, Holy crouching tiger hit and dragon, what in the Sam hell did we just see? Which I thought was a very good line. <laughs> it was a very good line. But no, this continues to be a very good match. Because um, Red, you know, Red's about 140 pounds soaking wet. Red brings it to low key. I mean, he brings the fight to low key and at one point we see red take off his do-rag which was mentioned um, by donnie b and he like he takes off the do-rag and it's like oh he took off the do-rag you know um so and and it gets serious you know once amazing red takes off the do-rag um and these guys are just going for it High-flying moves by Red. Stiff kicks by Key. It's just a very, very good match. And then the ending of the... Because at one point, Loki has Red up in the Key Crusher. And instead of hitting it, he runs from one side of the turnbuckle all the way to the other. Red's head hits the turnbuckle and he goes all the way to the floor. And that was a dangerous-looking move. Um... And in the end of the match, Amazing Red and Loki, they're on the second rope. 
Amazing Red tries for a Hurricane Rana. Key blocks it. He reverses it. He has him set up. Hits a super key crusher from the second rope. One, two, three. Low key wins in a very good match. He advances into the finals. But low key, or Amazing Red on this night stepped up his game. Then after that match, Brian XL comes out, and you cannot understand what he is saying on the mic. I don't know if it's because of the technical problems or if the video didn't catch what he was saying good, but you can't really quite hear him well. So he attacks Amazing Red, hits him with a spinning heel kick, and as he's going to the top rope, the SAT come out, they knock down Brian XL, they hit him with the Spanish fly, and that's basically that. But we will get, or I will get to Brian XL in a minute. So we go to the back, Homicide and Boogaloo are talking, uh, they're still upset about the hit squad, and then they talk about the next show, which is in July. And they have announced, via this, that... The Natural Born Sinners will face the Carnage crew in a bunkhouse match. And Homicide, you know, references the days of the early 80s, Dusty Rhodes and Terry Funk. So the next show, we're going to get a bunkhouse match. So now we go to our final match of the night, the finals of Block B, Christopher Daniels against AJ Styles. Well, before we go to that match, after the entrances of both men, we see Chris Devine and Quiet Storm. They're talking. Brian XL storms into the, their locker room. And he's like, did you see what happened out there? Did you just see the disrespect that they got? And, you know, Devine and Storm, they're upset. They talk about how he disrespected Eddie Guerrero and Amazing Red and Mikey Whipwreck. And Brian XL says, okay, I'll find my own crew. I'll find my own group of people. And Quiet Storm comes out, hey, you're a biatch, 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 biatch. Which was, man, Quiet Storm is just on the ball tonight on this show. Okay, so back to the match. Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles. This is the last match of the night. The last spot for the 60-minute Iron Man challenge is on the line. Um... This is another good match. Again, we're in the 2002 at this point, and we start to see the development of what will become one of the biggest feuds, not only in the independence, but one of the biggest feuds in TNA in its early years of AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. This is another good match. This is a very good match with both these guys. Um, and... You know, it's good wrestling. They do a little bit of high flying, not too much, um, but this is still a good match. Um, they do talk about uh, Big Donnie B and Steve Carino that in August, when Ring of Honor makes its debut in the Boston area, the main event will be Low Key versus AJ Styles. Now, Carino brings up a very good point where, all right, let's say. Styles wins this match, and Styles wins the Iron Man Challenge in July. Or if Loki wins the Iron Man Challenge in July, would the Ring of Honor title be on the line? 
to which Donnie B says that he would expect that the title would be on the line. So at one point, um, Daniels rams AJ Styles from the apron onto the barricade. Styles' face hits the barricade, and he starts to bleed. And it's not a bad cut, but it's a good, you know, good little cut. And, you know, he bleeds for the rest of this match. Um, we still continue a good back-and-forth match until the end when Christopher Daniels hits the last rights on to AJ Styles, gets the three count. Christopher Daniels is the fourth and final man to advance to the finals. So we have our final four. And you would think, you know, okay, show's over. Nope. Because Big Donnie B heads out to the ring, and he's about to make this huge announcement. Well, Christopher Daniels keeps interrupting him, saying that the Code of Honor is a farce, it's a joke, and eventually Spanky comes out, and he tells him that everyone just wants him to shut up. He knocks out Christopher Daniels, which leads to Donnie B making the big announcement, which is, in September 2002, Ring of Honor will be on TV on some local station called High Impact. That's the name of the show, starting in September 2002. So yes, even as early as their first year, Ring of Honor is on television. And then Doug Williams and Loki come out, and they are about to show the Ring of Honor title. They are about to show everybody in the building the Ring of Honor title. Well, Christopher Daniels wants the belt. He just wants to take the belt for himself, which leads to which leads to a big fight. Um, Loki goes after Spanky and Doug Williams. Then Spanky and Doug Williams break off. They fight with each other. Loki and Christopher Daniels fight with each other, and then Loki just snapped, and he locks in the Dragon Sleeper on the Christopher Daniels, and he won't let go. A uh, couple guys try to break it up: Rudy Boy Gonzalez, Biohazard Xavier, Dunham Marcos. They try to break it up, and then the Hit Squad come out. They M Mafia is the one that tries to convince him to break it up. And at one point, um, you know, a couple of the wrestlers were trying to help him, and he's like, Back up! Don't you see you're pissing him off? And I'm thinking to myself, well, aren't you pissing him off too by being in his face trying to tell him to break it up? But anyway, they take Loki, the six or seven of them, they carry Loki, who still has the dragon sleeper, on Christopher Daniels, won't let go, take them to the back. And you would think right there, okay, that's the show. We're done. No, we're not. Because we go to the back, and Rudy Boy Gonzalez is looking for Simply Luscious. And he's asking um, a couple people if they've seen Simply Luscious. And they said, no, they haven't. So Rudy Boy is looking around. Meanwhile, we see America Dragon putting his shirt on. He's about to get ready to leave when Spanky comes up and he says, Congratulations are in order for me. And he's like, Oh, that's right. You're not even booked on the next show. To which America Dragon says, 
I may not be, but how about in Boston in August, you and I, we compete two out of three falls to see who the better man is. To which um, Spanky agrees to. AJ Styles cuts a promo how next month he, Adam Jacobs, and David Young, excuse me, are going to compete in a three-way showcasing NWA Wildside. Then we see Loke and DeVito. They're walking. They're talking about what happened tonight and the bunkhouse match that's going to happen, and they show what they're going to do to Homicide and the, and the Boogaloo. And then, to end it all, we're in the parking lot? Yep, we're in the parking lot, and there's two people making out. It's Steve Carino making out with Simply Luscious. And all Steve Carino says is, Thanks a lot, Rudy boy. And that is the end of Road to the Title. You know, I, I know for me, as a Ring of Honor fan, you know, when you talk about the beginning of Ring of Honor, that the first three shows, you know, instantly come right up, talked about as some of the best shows ever. Road to the Title is a good show. It is very good. There's really not one bad match on this DVD. The tournament concept, you know, it's done very well. You couldn't have picked 16 better wrestlers to compete in this tournament. I mean, you got young guys in here. Um, Biohazard, Johnny Storm, Jody Fleisch. You have the guys that are starting to become regulars in Ring of Honor, like a Spanky, Jay Briscoe, Paul London, Xavier Red, and then you have the big names, Jerry Lynn, AJ Styles, Low Key, Christopher Daniels, um, you know, Jerry, just to name a few. And all around, it's a very good tournament. It, it was done really well, and I don't think Ring of Honor could have done it any other way than the way they did with this first show. So overall, I really enjoyed this show. It's a completely different show than the other three that I have reviewed so far. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's one of the best shows of all time, but it is a really good show. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. So, let's get a quick update. The next show, which will be reviewed, will have the, the matches that are announced because of this DVD. Obviously, the 60-minute Iron Man Challenge. Low-key, Spanky, Doug Williams, Christopher Daniels for the Ring of Honor title. The Natural Born Sinners against uh, the Carnage Crew in a bunkhouse match. And a three-way dance, AJ Styles, Adam Jacobs, and David Young. For the Boston show in August, right now announced, Low-key against AJ Styles. And American Dragon against Donovan Morgan, or not Donovan Morgan, Spanky, in a two-out-of-three falls match. Oh, and let's not forget, in September, High Impact TV will be on for Ring of Honor Wrestling. Well, that's going to do it. Um, if you have any questions or comments um, regarding this episode of Review of Honor or any of the past others, send me an email, wrestlingman at sunsetflipshow.com. Well, the next time Review of Honor is on the air, we will be crowning 
a champion with the big four-way 60-minute Ironman challenge. Who will leave Philadelphia as the very first Ring of Honor champion? I am Wrestling Man, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Review of Honor, and I'll talk to you guys real soon.